When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Hello, welcome to the first, the inaugural Unholy Trinity podcast. Each week we'll be looking to discuss all things Everton, talk about the latest talking points to come out of Goodison Park, and also the views of you, the fans. This week we're going to be focusing on the Wofford debacle. Marco Silva, is he still the right man for the job? Um, and we created the chance, enough chance to to achieve different results this afternoon. It's clear to, to both cross the bar, had the chance, uh, the big chance to dominate with the head also. We created enough chance to score to score goals here. The afternoon achieved the result. Of course, we are not effective, and uh, that makes a difference in my opinion. I'm looking ahead to our trip to Cardiff next Tuesday. Is it Marcus Silva's Everton that will reach there, or do you think Everton are on that sort of trajectory? Oh no, I think it's all all down to the manager. I think the manager changes things. You know, they play on the front foot. They've got pace in the side. You can't do it overnight. Um, And he'll be desperate, Marco, because you know, uh, so far while he's done well in the league, you know, he's had relegations, etc., hasn't he? And he'll want to stamp his. I think he has an opportunity here. So once. Let's start things off then. Wofford, what went wrong? What happened? Okay, well, I'm going to kick off by being semi-controversial. So I thought we played really well. I did. I thought it was a, a tough away game. It was always going to be really difficult going there. I thought we were the better team and I thought we were unlucky. I think that's a fair point in some ways. I think if you look at the game when we played there last year, very similar, wasn't it? I think when we played, I think Dean, was it Dean got the winner there last year? It was 1-0 there last year, wasn't it? Where we kind of pretty much dominated the ball without creating a great deal and it was a very similar game um, obviously hit the crossbar twice I think they've just they basically nicked the goal on what, what, what pretty much had really nil-nil written all over it didn't it um, I think that's the way it's running for us at the minute do you know what I think I think if you, if you look at the defensively first of all there were so many positive comments especially in the first half if you you know mm-hmm. watching the game and looking at social media at the same time so many people were saying how much better we looked at the back, a lot more organised. We sort of took some confidence from the City game, really, in terms of we defended against the best side in the league. 
for 90 minutes a couple a couple of mistakes cost us really in the City game we took that confidence into the Watford game and looked that much more organised and stronger at the back like you, like you said they, they, they haven't had particularly many chances Watford they scored off the, the best chance of the game but look at the couple the, the other ones that we missed I don't want to slag off Calvert-Lewin but that header that he put four mm. or five yards wide from eight yards out you know go back to that it's a different story but this, this is why I don't understand some of the fan comments because I don't think we were tactically clueless. I think we went there with the system. He changed to a diamond. He tried to mix it up. He tried to be different. If he goes there with the same team, people say, oh, you know, he's stagnant. He's stubborn. He won't change. I don't feel like he can win. I was about to say, I don't think he can win really, can he? Because there's, there's a lot of calls for making changes. I mean, there's an argument to turn around and say, should he have kept the same team against City? I know it was obviously a game in midweek, following game at the weekend. So there's an argument there. And he did say that he that yet he hauled Gomez and Gay off really for legs, if mm-hmm. anything, wasn't it? But there was an argument for me there to maybe keep that midfield free, and then Siggy coming back in is, is a controversial bit, isn't it? Because what's he done? I mean, he's, obviously he's been he's been a good player in the first half of the season, but he's really struggling for form, isn't he? Here's so, a question for you. Then, based on the first sixty minutes of that game, you look at the forward players from midfield to striker. Mm-hmm. Based on that 60 minutes, would you not start any of those players based on how they played? So Tosin, Richarlison, Sigurdsson, Gomez, Garner, Davies. I, th- I think the question there really is, if you don't start them, who do you start? I would have started Bernard, personally, I mean. For who? I think, um, well, for, for Sigurdsson. Mm. Because, I mean, he'd, left, he's, he'd had Walcott, Bernard, and uh, who was the other winger on the bench? Luckman, Luckman on the bench. So he's effectively left three wingers on the bench and he's played Sigurdsson potentially out of position slightly, if you want to say that. I think Bernard, I know he's not been outstanding this season, he's getting used to the pace of the league, but I think there is a special little player there. And I think he did enough against City when he, when he came on to, to, well, to certainly start. I think he creates things and he, he, he commits defenders, he can dribble past people. I think if you just started maybe Richardson on the left and maybe him on the right or vice versa, I think that would have been probably a slightly stronger... Uh, starting line and then also there's an argument should Walcott have come on I think yeah I mean mm. William Walcott so Walcott has not been in good form at all for a long long time um, you know starting Bernard Watford a, a massively physical side if you go back to Goodison when he played us in the, in the two all Watford effectively bullied us that game I thought so Good. starting someone the second smallest player in the league in, in Bernard is a bit of a gamble but he can open up teams. He, he has shown it this season. He, he's bright, you know. Technically, he's very, very good. He's clever. So, do you take that gamble with him? I don't see a problem with it. I don't, you know. Luckman for me should be starting that now more and more and, and taking more responsibility. The, the lad's got talent. The only way for him to improve and become a regular first team player is to be given game time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. why why isn't he given even off the bench? He, we didn't we didn't see him off the bench. You know, when there's a few things I'd, I'd question on the day. But I think, like like Pete said, it's not the, the doom and gloom around the performance. I think it was a little bit heightened because of the fact we've got Silver's gone back to Watford for the first time. You know all these bloody plastic and um, snakes floating out, all that kind of nonsense. Yeah, and, and so Dean saying what, what he said, you know, pre-game. You know, it's it's all heightened, isn't it? And it's it's made that much worse getting beat there. But. There was positives, and, and it'll sound a bit strange to maybe those listening, but there was positives I thought to take from the game. Um, and it's just a case now we just need to try and keep our heads up and move forward onto the Cardiff game and, and games beyond. 
I think I think the the, the, the worry is for me is that we're in one of those runs at the minute, and it happens to all football clubs at some point where you just can't get a win, can you? And when you do get a win, you think right, we're over it, and then you're back to square one again. I mean, if you look, Mike, you and I were at the City game. I know, unfortunately, you could make it, Pete. But I mean, like, you can see there the fans kind of for the first time in in a while since we've been on this run actually got behind the team, didn't they? You can see they were applauded off at the end. And when was the last time that happened in the last sort of couple of months? Yeah, and then the, yeah. the media would like those not present and those not watching the games to think the reason that they were applauded off was because it handed a bit of a. Uh, a positive boost to City's title yeah. challenge yeah. over Liverpool. It's nothing to do with that. Yeah. We, we, weren't, we weren't standing there applauding the City players off. We applauded the efforts of the Everton players. Um, we, we thought in that game, listen, we lost the game 2-0, as I said before, to, to the best side in the league. But we showed something that night. We had, we had a, a few chances. We were, we were busy. We put our foot in. You know, the energy looked like it was back. The effort was back, which is that, that's what we asked for is efforts, efforts and passion. We, that's we, were, well well. we, we were, we you know, so we, we, we weren't there to, to, to uh, support Man City. I definitely wasn't. I go there to support my own club and that, that's the end of it. Um, but the, the fans definitely saw something in that game, which was positive, which we thought we can then take forward, which, in a manner of speaking, we did do against Watford. You understand why football fans get frustrated with journalists, though, don't you? Because where those stories came from about... Evertonians cheering at the final whistle because uh, I think the mail was one, wasn't it? The, day, the day, yeah, yeah, the Daily Mail was one, and, and you know they're on the same lines as Talksport, my favourite radio station in Talksport, and you know the breakfast show and all that with Allardyce and, and all his cronies. But they're, they're very, very similar. They're there to whip up a bit of a storm, aren't they, and, and create a story. There was no story there, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's probably one of the best atmospheres we've had all season. Good, to yeah. be perfectly honest, and ninety nine percent of the fans were there to support the club in my opinion yeah but look, look what uh, obviously we're, we're mentioning a red here Robbie Fowler came out and actually said didn't he like I was at the game he put on Twitter himself I was at the game there was no real Evertonians there applauding for City so we can put that argument to red mm-hmm. straight away we obviously wanted to win what was important for me is how we were set up we were set up we changed the formation again we had it when we went with the three with Davis pushing ahead Davis had his best game I think for well ever since we played City when he scored that goal really yeah um, so from that point of view, I think we were, the balance in the midfield was right. Um, and it, look, look what City did to Chelsea, albeit it was at the Etihad. Look what they did to Chelsea a few days later. We didn't give Aguero a kick. John Joe Kenny saw off both Sterling, oh sorry, saw off Sané first, then Sterling. Didn't give them a kick either. So I think you know the lot has to go down. They said, look, that was a very very good performance, and we probably were a bit unlucky really to lose the game obviously a set piece again typical that we get done with that right on half time uh, stupid foul by Gay there but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on Zonal Marken this week yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it no but going back to that point I think overall we played well we carried a bit of that into the Watford game yes maybe could have argumentally started with them maybe a similar starting lineup. but like you said Pete the first 60 minutes really we were arguably the better team weren't we um, without, without getting that first goal and that's the key bit for me we're not scoring first at the minute if we, as soon as we concede it's almost as if the players heads just drop um, I don't know what you think but well it, that seems to be the one area of the team where we're majorly inconsistent now as centre forward you know Richarlison Calvert-Lewin he's, got, he's gone back with Tosin recently and you think that can't be helpful really no I mean we, we, we don't particularly create a great deal to, to be perfectly honest which, which is bizarre because if we go back to November December mm. time and 
we were playing some great football. The chances that we were creating, it was, you know, it was fantastic. You know, Sigurdsson was was banging goals in. You were getting goals from like to Calvert Lewin. Obviously, the Charlson was on a great run of form. Mm. You know, and you think what what has gone wrong there? What has changed so much? I know you got a couple of points there, Peter. You know, uh, from articles from around that time, a couple of quotes. Yeah, pre Derby, we were six sixth in the league. We won five of the last seven, four in a row. Most possession won in the final third, Everton, 86%. Second, Huddersfield, 59 Third, City, 58 So we were miles above in the high press. Attacking speed, this is one for the play-it-forward crew that go the game. We went from 16th under Allardyce to third. That's a, that's a seismic change, isn't it? It's so that was when, up until December, was it? That was the derby. game before the derby, directly before the derby. And, and I think that leads nicely into discussing about Marco Silva. Because it, it's been a massive topic in the news over the last week or so and, and beyond, really. But we've had quotes this week come out from Michael Keane, back in the minds of Sigurdsson, mentioned something. Obviously, you've got um, Mashiri came out with the, with the old dreaded vote of confidence via um, Jim White. He did, yeah. So there's been massive back and from within the club. Obviously, the divide on social media and between the fans is is a different matter. We we all truly believe that the manager should be given time. I'll speak for us all. We've had this discussion many a time. Um, but what has changed since early December? What what has changed to cause us to go from one of the the most attractive football playing sides within the league, definitely top six, to what what we're producing now? I think it's not one thing. I think there's. You mentioned stats there in the run up to the Derby beat. When we lost to the to Watford the other day, that's our tenth defeat in 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 sixteen, which is mm. what the hell's going. You know that, that that says it all. But also to caveat that, we've we've only had eight away wins in forty eight matches. So that's prior to Silver. So this is not just a Silver problem, is it? This is the same set of players that are struggling mm. there. As you can clearly see to win away from home. He can't wave a magic wand. It's still not really ostensibly his players, are they? You know, the players he's brought into the club, I think, have improved the team. Um, the forward thing is a massive point. We're not scoring enough goals. We haven't got an out and out centre forward that can play on his own up front. It's not one thing. I think it's several things, mm. and then confidence thrown into that. But talking about the City game and the Watford game, there two games we both lost. But it feels like we're saying that the first games in a while where we put in a decent performance. And I think that was the theme when we were in the top six before the derby. You know, lost to United. We ended up losing to Liverpool, uh, losing away at Arsenal. But they were good performances. I think we all saw something in those performances that made us think, yes, yeah, something's changing. We're heading in the right direction. And, and and that's right. And that's why, obviously, fans, rightly or, or wrongly, question Silva. And the manager's always the fall guy. It's, it's always been the way of football, as, as we've said time and again in discussions obviously off off the podcast how fickle football fans are but my my opinion and my point is whenever players going to step up and take some kind of responsibility and take some of the burden as well because we you know we haven't got many senior players at the moment have we who start week in week out we haven't you know our current captain is, is 20 years mm. of age I know we said that it yeah. says a lot, doesn't it? About short on leaders. Massively, we haven't had a leader since Phil Neville. No, is no. what I is what I think. You know, yeah, he was. He might have been slightly limited as a footballer, but as a, as a captain, as a, as a man to motivate his team, he was he was excellent in that particular role. 
Jack Elke, as good a Simmons as he's been, is he a captain? Not for me. And now we're, you know, we've got Leighton Baines, who doesn't really play, who's a captain. Coleman hasn't been particularly good now being dropped. Mm. So we're forced to Tom Davis at 20 years of age yeah. to carry this side, low on confidence. So that's and what, Kenny. And, yeah, and Kenny, Kenny's in yeah, there. Arguably been one of the most verbal, or vocal sorry, in, the last, yeah. in the last few games. That says it all, doesn't it? I think Silver, the fact that he's picked... Davis is the captain says he doesn't think there's any natural leaders in this team yeah. and that's that's absolutely huge Phil Neville's a great point I know we've discussed that as a three before I think you know again you go the game and you're good at something you could hear him shouting at everyone can you, you hear you there you and he, you know like you said limited as a player but a fantastic natural leader wasn't he and obviously coming from, coming from United I think we're really really lacking that at the minute to really just grab the team sometimes we go right we've gone a goal down Let's get it. Let's get back in this next goal. And we haven't really got that natural player to do that. So the, the three of us back, Silver, and it feels like we're all saying that maybe the players need to do a bit more and speak up a bit more and lead. But there are some stats that are difficult to, you know, to defend. You look at his record at Hull. So this is a, a record of goals conceded in Marco Silver teams in the Premier League. Hull, eighteen games. Silver was in charge. Thirty-six goals conceded. Watford, twenty-four games in charge. 44 goals conceded and Everton so far 27 games 39 goals conceded that's 119 goals in 69 games now we're, to a game, isn't it? we're all back him but how do you defend that? it's a, it's a good point um, I think for me the, the Everton before the derby and the Everton now I think we were a completely different side and I think we had the balance right more before then I think we were playing with a lot more confidence. We were creating a lot more chances. I couldn't say, you know, you couldn't really say defensively we were weak, but I think both, we've got that horrible combination now where we're struggling to score and now we're actually conceding, isn't it? And then you, that, getting that balance is almost impossible. What about the pundits then that are coming out and saying, no, this is a feature of Marco Silva teams. Marco Silva teams can't defend. I think it, I think it's it. It's quite a sweeping statement, but obviously they, they're going to base their opinions on what they've seen in English football. He was at a whole side who, who got relegated effectively. Yeah, who, who, uh, yeah. the, the personnel was not particularly good. He's at a Watford side and the personnel were not particularly good. He's got an Everton side and I think in terms of defensively, we're not particularly good. We haven't been particularly good for, for a little while, to be honest. Mm. You know, the likes of Seamus Coleman has gone backwards, unfortunately. And I love Seamus Coleman, yeah, we but do, we, we have to admit the fact that He's probably had his, the best of his playing days and he is, he is going backwards a little bit. Luca Dean's come in. I think he's excellent going forward. I think as a his defending ability is not what Leighton Baines was. Again, it's all, it's, it's all opinions, isn't it? Kurt Zuma, he's a young, young lad. Yeah, you mean he's brand new to the Premier League. Didn't have much playing time at Barcelona. You know, you're missing Jack Yelke. Michael Keane was poor last season. Admittedly, he was injured for a length of time. And played, played injured. Um, he's been back. Bad to see. He has, he has. Yeah. But I don't think, from a personnel point of view, we are particularly good as a defensive unit. Mm. You know, and that, that's the link for me. I think it's all to do with the personnel in that back foot. And we have had a lot of changes at centre half as well. Yeah. You know, even up until a few games ago, yeah. it was Keane and Mina, Keane and Zuma, then back to Keane and Mina. Mm. Change them for the cup. So you mean a couple of times as well. Yeah, I think it's important. When we look at our last, I would say, you know, what I would say, fairly strong defence was a pretty consistent defence, wasn't it? We had Jagielka and Distan, and even though obviously Distan certainly aged and did a great job, 
Baines was inconsistent, Coleman was in his pomp. So really, we had arguably two of the best full-backs in the league at the time and two very solid centre-backs, didn't we? Yeah, that, that, that team in it, it was the 13-14 season, that season we got 72 points under Martinez and that was just a fantastic unit all over the pitch, wasn't it? You know, the, the, the defensive four, it was consistently good. It was the same week in, week out. Mm. You had Gareth Barry and James McCarthy, centre mid, they would always cover the full-backs. You had the pace of Lukaku up top, Ross Barkley, which yeah. terrific. Yeah. Delafeu coming in, those kind of players, you know. We had the balance right. Yeah, of course we did, and it's all about. And I think this season, to be fair, we we have been fairly balanced in terms of how we set up. I think that in terms of going forward, especially early season, we look very very balanced, and we all said that. You know, we bought about twenty five number tens in um, Keenan's <laughs> final final summer. You know, wingers. We got it right. We bought wingers. We've got a, a number ten. You know, we lack up top most definitely, but you know, in terms of is it all Marco Silva's fault? No, I don't think it is. And and people need to start looking at the players, the level of the players, the attitude of the players as well, because it's not going to be fixed by sacking the manager. That's my opinion. We need some consistency, some stability, some structure, and some backing of the manager and the regime and Marcel Brands to get the job right long term. Come on then. What's the best manager shout you've heard this week for Everton? So you play silver. There's been some crackers. I think I saw someone say Mike Walker at one point. <laughs> I don't know if that was serious or not, but I mean, there's rumours about Mourinho. You know, apparently Silva's gone by 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 Thursday, and then in on you know in there comes Mourinho the next day. And listen, it's all pie in the sky talk, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. The, the, the Express reported that. Um, Machines targeted to Beasley. 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 Leeds. Beasley. No, I, can't, I couldn't do this. He was saying for more than five minutes that game. No, I mean, I mean, he's got a track record of just literally throwing tantrum. And yeah, he's, he's unstable, isn't he? And yeah, the last thing we extent. need is, is a fella sitting on the bucket on the side of the pitch smoking a cigar or smoking a cigarette. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, 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 to Watford. Yeah, you know, when it starts kicking water bottles, no, I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, but give the manager time. We have, just, just quickly on that point then, mate, you said about the defence and the silver, right? So just to kind of finish off this little bit, so... Really, those four we've just named there, the, the two centre-backs and the full-backs, right? how many of those do you think, if Silver gets this summer, will be that same four come the start of next season? And the keeper, the keeper from each day. Pickford stays, I know he's, he's had flat, but listen, he stays, let, let's be honest, let's not, let's not question Jordan Pickford at this particular point. Keeps Dean, surely. Luca Dean stays, I don't think Kenny will be the long-term right-back, as much as I think he's come in and hasn't done too bad, I don't think he will, I think he'll buy a right-back in the summer. I don't think... Kurt Zuna will be there long term that's my opinion would you keep him though would you be you keep him Jory's out a bit with Kurt mm. I think some games he looks terrific and I think he's he's much better than Yerimine currently as well but whether I'd lay out 30 million on Kurt Zuna is a different matter how old is he is he what 20, 23 he feels like he's been around forever yeah, yeah. And he was, he's, he's an athlete though isn't he he's, 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 he's actually years ahead of him so he might have be a bit of Sylvan in that particular yeah. that particular sense but we do need another centre half. I don't, I don't think Michael Keane is, is a long term answer. Mean has not impressed me at all. To be, to be honest, he, he's he's a little bit up the wall at times, isn't he? He's, he's inconsistent. It's still hard to say, though, I think. He scares me a bit, though. Reminds me a bit of Funes Mori. Mm. You know, South that, American. That South American, you know. At times, he just wants to just let out the ball, and he, and he doesn't, you know. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, a real, it's a real tough one, but I think maybe one or two stay out of that back four, and that's, that's, that's tops, in my opinion. But again, do we need we want wholesale changes again? Does that cause disruption? I don't know. 
But, but it does back to that point again. It's the, it's, the, it's the fact is the majority of those players that started the other day are not his team. Mm. And he's inherited from different regimes, Cumin's regime, Martin's regime, and a bit of Moyes on that as well. And, and, and Allardyce even, you know, if, in, in the fact that you've got Tosin and, and, and things like that in there as well. So really, it's a mishmash of players at the moment. If you if we get rid of him, it's just that, for me, it's just complete and a suicide. Yeah. It's complete suicide because, you know, he's not even been given a chance to mould it in his own... I mean, what did, did anyone see the Pep Guardiola comments before the game? And they were saying, what do you think about Marco Silva got booed off last home game? And he turned around and he went, what do you expect? He said, it takes time to build a team. Even the great Guardiola in his first season... You know, at City, massively. Well, it didn't massively. They struggled, didn't they? Yeah, they didn't walk the league. Third, first. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, and they had he inherited far stronger. Yeah, he inherited a far stronger set of players as well. So it does take time to mould. I think the fact that we've been in such you know, been deprived for so long that I think the fans' patience is way for thin. So every time we go on a bad run, then it's suddenly like get rid of the manager, get rid of the manager. Well, you know? We had a good a good discussion. I say good discussion on Twitter the other day with Everton Canada, who it was quite adamant that, that we sack Marco Silva now he's clueless this that and the other and like him to be vocal isn't it well, well yeah controversial <laughs> but we, you know we, we mentioned at the time about you know not, not all his players we've got a 20 year old captain we're not playing you know with any kind of um, any leaders on the pitch which we've, which we've said today you know getting that point across and, and you know even then People think we're going to get sucked into a relegation battle. We're going to be in the bottom four. And I think the point we're putting trying to make is, listen, let's stop panicking. Let's stop believing the media. Let's let the man get on with his job. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's probably the toughest job in the Premier League. Everything. We know that. We, we've been supporting the club for, for many, many years. Mm. It's, it's at times a bit of a poison chalice. We were so successful. And we're one of the biggest clubs in the country. Make, make no mistake. But we've been starred of success. For, for too long so like you say there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions because we, we, we crave and, and rightly so we crave that success we want our team to do well but modern football is much more difficult I think yeah. with all the money and so on so let's just give the manager time you know and hopefully come Tuesday against Cardiff we kick on and get three points so I mean what, what are your thoughts on, on the Cardiff game you know with the they they've picked up haven't they the last the last couple of games. Home. Yeah, they, they're home. they're a big strong side. They've got Neil Neil Warnock, man as a box of frogs, isn't he? And but he suits that club absolutely perfectly. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on us going there? We've got a chance at three points, or is it not going to be another disaster? Everybody wrote Cardiff off, didn't they? Start the season. They're very good. When they beat Southampton the day, I mean, you know, you know the, the, what they've gone through in recent times. Obviously, the club with Salah is, is is devastating. I mean, and the way the club reacted, massive credit. You know, they've come out with flying colours there in what has been a really tough time. Warnock, like you said, you know, being around the block, being around forever like him or, or hate him he's, he's actually a character isn't he I think he's a, he's, a, he's a really good guy he's handled himself well in the situation as I said they've got a great home record I, I don't see you just going there turning up again and walking over them far from it I think it'll be a battle they'll obviously put, put their foot in we've been a bit when we've lost games this season against inverted commas lesser teams we've been bullied haven't we and they'll certainly put their foot in I think my worry is that that suits Cardiff I think I think a lot of teams have faced Everton this season just waiting for a mistake and I think since the derby, we've made far too many mistakes. I think that's my worry for this game, that we'll go there, the pressure will be on us to get something, arguably less pressure than if we were playing the same game at home. Mm. But I think Cardiff are just going to wait for the break and try and punish us. I, I think, as you say, they, they are a tough side, they're a big side. They, they, potentially, 
they could buddy us off the park. We've seen it too often this season. What we said about Watford at home, especially yeah. Newcastle at home, buddy does a little bit. Huddersfield at home, you know, the, these sides are, are not scared to, to put the foot in, you know, throw the weight around a little bit. And we, we don't seem to react in, in particular, particularly positive manner. Mm. We've, we've got to go there with, with the, the same intensity we showed against City and in, you know, in a way against Watford as well. But play our football. Mm-hmm. Let's try and get back to what we were doing so well. You know, the derby's on the horizon, and you know it, it's such a big game. That's a game that that brings that brings us all together. You know, we we don't want one outcome for that game. So let's try and go away from home. As you say, the pressure's off a little bit. Not a good as Park. Let's try and play a bit of football. Score two or three. And go into the derby with, with a little bit of confidence, you know. But I think if you score first, you've got, I, I think you know the confidence. You've suddenly everyone demands the ball, everyone wants it. I think, yeah, I think it'd be crucial to score first when your confidence is low to try and get that first goal away from home. The worry is for me is that the more games we lose, we go on. If we stay on this run, it's just literally, literally a wave, isn't it, of people trying to get rid of them. I mean, you saw that Twitter mm-hmm. poll recently. I can't remember which which account it was. But there's something like over a thousand votes. So if he loses against Cardiff, is that the end of Silver? It was something like 70 30. Yes. I mean, that's okay. Look, Twitter didn't speak for all Everton fans. We know that. But that's that, that's where the mindset is with a lot of them, isn't it? You'd think a win against Cardiff would take a lot of pressure off us for the derby. Huge. You? You, you, you go into, into the derby with it being a free game and a bit of freedom for me. It, it, the, the players, sort of, so to speak, monkey off the back. We're going into a home. Derby against against our rivals, you know. Let let let's put it on them. Literally, if we lose, if we lose to Cardiff, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think the game will be better than it is for normal match anyway. Because the last thing that we want to see is them win the league. I don't care what anyone says. Mm. It's it, it shouldn't be our, our key focus. But it's got to be in the back of the mind of the players for me. You know, you've got to take it seriously. You've got to want to beat your rivals and stop them achieving any kind of success. That's football. And that's what football should I, be about. Well, I, I think the fact they're doing so well, by the way, the spotlight's on them. Of course it does. If Liverpool were having their, what you call, normal season, trying to push for the top four, not for the league, I don't think there'd be nowhere near as much spotlight on us as a club. I think the fact that they're potentially winning it, obviously that's going to set a lot of fans... Uh, over the edge, isn't it? I think that's what we're seeing as well. It's fever pitch with that as well. The fact that they're doing so well. But he's had three or four years there. He has that team. But you know I mean, I think though, I think the disappointing thing for this season for me is that we went in it with such high hopes. The, the euphoria around, yeah, Allardyce has gone. Uh, we've got we've got in Marco Silva, who Machiri wants it for the last six months. He's going to play the right brand of football. He's coming with a great reputation, especially yeah. from from Portugal. Signed some uh, big players. Yeah, we we we, we, we yeah we made our mark in the transfer market. And it's gone from that to fever pitch to then. Our, our, our biggest concern this season is about whether they win the league or not. That is wrong. Our biggest biggest concern or biggest target should have been winning the trophy, breaking to that top, that so-called top six. But, you know, you, you see now that all, all a lot of fans are focusing on is, I can't deal with them win the league. Know. You know, and, and that, that, is, that is wrong. But, well, look, we lose against Cardiff, that'll be four games in a row on the bounce that we've lost that means we go into the derby looking at five games in a row defeat and potentially giving Liverpool a hand in the title race so I, I just think Cardiff now becomes a must win game or at the very least a must not lose or I don't see how the players will have any confidence going into the derby but isn't, I was saying you mentioned before about Keane's comments and, 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 and Gilby's comments on the manager it's clear I think they've come out and not just back but they've said that he's a top top coach <laughs> they're obviously enjoying in the training sessions 
They obviously think he, you know, I think generally, I think he is a top coach. I think the guy was wanted by Benfica before, and he obviously chose us. You know, he, I think he is a top young coach, and the only way you can seriously judge the guy is when he's got pretty much a whole of his team on that pitch, his signings, brand signings, whatever you want to call it. Then you can actually make an informed decision to say, look, this this guy is, is a top level coach. I mean, Carragher's come out and said to me, like when we were on that great run that you just mentioned before, Pete. He could be Everson's Pochettino, and I think that was a great way to phrase it. I think I said something similar as well. I think you know, if Pochettino wasn't exactly tearing up trees, was he? He was at Southampton, did a good job, and then obviously got the Spurs job. I think, I think it's a dangerous comparison, though, as well. I, I, in some ways, I don't think it's helpful for Evertonians to to have that in their heads because he's not Pochettino; he's Marco Silva and Everton on Tottenham. The Everton, I think, were. No, but we were neck and neck with them for years, weren't we? And they've gone on to that next level. We, we were, but you look at the stage that Spurs were at by the time Pochettino went there, they were a much better project than Everton are now for Marco Silva. So I think sometimes Evertonians, because they love the club so much and we've got so much history and so much success, I think overestimate um, where we're at really in terms of the yeah, squad we, and the players. Yeah, we are in our infancy with, with this with this project. You know, the project started when Marcel Brands came in. That that's that's my personal opinion. We all said give Marco Silva and Marcel Brands three, four, or five transfer windows to get rid of the rubbish and bring in their own, their own men. Let's trust them to do it. Hopefully, we can kick start and kick on again with a, a winner card. So let's from there. Let, let's let's have you. Predictions for the game. What What are your thoughts? Are we going to come away with three points? Are we going to go into the derby? You know, with it with a face on again. What What are you thinking, Pete? I'm going to go two one Everton win. Who's going to score? I'll have uh, Sigurdsson and Charleston. Lee, I reckon. I think it'll be a tight game. I think um, first goal will be vital. Um, I think we'll just nick it. Um, I'd say one 0 I'm going to. Yeah, I think again. Tight game, tough game. They're, they're scrapping for their lives, aren't they? And it's at the business end of the season now, so they're going to be right up for it. I'm going to say we're going to turn the corner, we're going to win the game 3 0. I'm going to say two for the Charleston and a John Joe Kenny Rasper <laughs> 25 yards. Rasper. And we'll revisit these predictions on next week's podcast but we want to hear from listeners as well so let us know your predictions for the score against Cardiff before Tuesday's game we'll get a we'll get a poll out there give us your thoughts and then we'll have a little uh, a little look at those next week when, when we record so have a good weekend no Everton this weekend which is which is brilliant uh, Everton the weekend after which is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> but then when it comes to the Cardiff game on the Tuesday we'll uh, we'll go over your scores, your predictions, how we got on, and we'll preview the derby as well. So thanks Thank for you. listening, and we'll come back to you uh, next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.